This audio production is brought to you by TheBestDayEver.com, David Wolf's premium longevity member site. The content found on TheBestDayEver.com from David Wolf and New Horizon Health, Inc. is for informational purposes only and is in no way intended as medical advice, as a substitute for medical counseling, or as treatment cure for any disease or health condition, and nor should it be construed as such because that would be illegal. Always work with a qualified health professional before making any changes to your diet, supplement use, prescription drug use, lifestyle, or exercise activities. Please understand that you assume all risks from the use, non-use, or misuse of this information. Welcome, everyone. This is your host, Lucian Gauthier, and I am here with the Herbal Master, Truth Calkins. Truth Calkins is our go-to person when it comes to Jing, Qi, and Shen herbs, and he is a fantastic resource for everyone listening. Truth has been using these herbs for such a long time now, and he shares not only intellectual understanding of these herbs from what he's read and researched, but he also shares his experience with these herbs and letting you inside the actual functioning of these herbs inside the human body from his own personal experience. So welcome, Truth. It's fantastic to have you as always. You're welcome. Good to be here. So today we're going to talk about polygala truth, and this is something that came up when we were doing our filming with Ron Teagarden, and it was a pretty exciting time for us last spring. At the end of the spring, we shot some videos with you, David Wolf, and Ron Teagarden, and we really got a special inside look into how an herbal master works with these herbs and formulation and making drinks and so forth. We came across polygala in your willpower formulas, building will, working with some of those formulas, and we really came across kind of an interesting angle on the three treasure system, which was the fourth treasure. So polygala was the herb that came up in this conversation, Truth. So can you talk a little bit about polygala, where it hails from, what are its characteristics? Is it a bark? Is it a root? Is it a vine? Giving people some inside information as to like the, the actual mechanics of polygala. Well, it's, it's an interesting herb. You know, it's, it's not the first tonic herb that I started learning about by any means, um, you know, you start with the great ones like Reishi and and you get into some of the Jing, Wushu, Wu, Cordyceps, and, you know, Astragalus, Shizandra Lyceum, or Top, of course, Dynastema. Actually, it was kind of a, a number of years before I actually got into Polygala because I'm digging deeper and looking for some more magic in these herbs. And, and I hear about this mysterious fourth treasure. You know, I'd never heard of this before. And it you know, the philosophy, once you've learned about the three treasures and you know how, how amazing they are, to hear that there's all of a sudden a four, it's, it's, you know, it, it gets you going. So I started researching Polygala, and um, I bought both Polygala in Chinese herb stores. I've cooked it myself. Um, and then, you know, I've read Ron Teagarden's got the most and the best Taoist research probably in his unedited large book from Warner's on, on Polygala. He's always combined it in a formula of herbs that go up and down the, the penetrating vessel, um, which is called the psychic channel in the Taoist world. He's always used those herbs together in that formula called willpower. So I started experimenting with that back in the day. And, of course, I'd ask other herbalists who have been around a lot longer about polygol and some of the other unique, uh, unique traits. But it is, a, it is a root, and it's got kind of a, a brown worm-like shape, funky worm-like shape and, and look to it. And when they're when it's good quality, the roots are pliable and soft. It's slightly warming, not not much to neutral. It's slightly pungent bitter taste. It's 
tonifies the organs of the lung and the kidney. The primary function in, in herbalism is to calm the heart and the mind from stress and to, to clear the orifices, to help with detox, to help clear phlegm, to strengthen the will. In Chinese, the old name for this root, you know, polygala is the Latin name, right? Radix polygalae. Um, there's a pinyin name in Chinese. The Chinese folk name for this root forever was called the will strengthener because it's a it's a very unusual shen tonic. It is a shen tonic, it's a four and a half star herb, and it tonifies the third treasure, the shen, but it actually tonifies the fourth treasure, which is the will. And you know, most shen tonics like dragon bone or polygonum stem or albita flower or spirit coria or even reishi, these herbs well, reishi is pretty unique. I kind of leave that one out. But most of the other shen herbs, they work differently, the way they calm the shen and stabilize the shen to stop shaky shen or imbalance or stress, basically. But polygol is different. It, it doesn't have that effect. It doesn't have a, an immediate sedative shen stabilizing effect. It's not that kind of herb. But it, it does have um, an ability to to improve dreaming and aid the creative process and to aid thinking and to improve resolve and strengthen your, your, your will to become over time. This is a really best taken with a long-term herb, although I've, I've used it as short-term herbs, like people that are really going through a lot of really testing times in their life, emotionally and, and ego-wise and every other way. I'll, I'll blend up a tea with nine reishi and nine willpower, a high dose of reishi and polygol. And... You know, people tell me it's like, um, it's like boom, there, the, the will comes up, the will to persevere and overcome these obstacles and just this, this, a very deep spiritual powerful sense of self and who you are and self-worthiness comes up, which makes you reevaluate your whole situation and it gives you kind of a spiritual mental power and spiritual mental focus that makes me believe I can overcome this or I can do this. So they'll use this herb for people that are trying to increase their willpower to break um, old habits or to overcome an addiction to something or to overcome a compulsive disorder that, um, that, that, that recurs or to give the strength to, you know, start a new project or, or turn over a new leaf or create a new dream or, or, you know, create a new reality or change and transmute and become it gives it's really the perfect modern day manifestors herb and that's a term I like to use. because um, it really you know it, it strengthens your will in such a fundamental spiritual way that it gives you more power to manifest your dreams and your desires. And in the process of doing that you just become a more complete, fuller, greater human being. It's a beautiful herb and that's that's why it had a very special place in the Taoist pharmacopoeia of, of tonic herbs. So, you know, there's different Beliefs on why it does what it does, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a heart, shantonic. It can calm the mind. It can help with emotions a bit, like some of the other herbs, but it's, it's not as profound in that way. It, it's different. It, it tonifies the penetrating vessel, which is a channel that runs inside the spine from the base, from the root chakras, from the kidney and sexual organs, all the way up to the heart. So it's, it's really the, the meridian that the chakras run up and down on. So it really helps that energy from the core base chakra move up. So it really does kind of have the, the kundalini energy, which is empowering energy. Now there's a meridian, that, that meridian from the heart and the kidney, there's there's no other herb that works on that meridian in the Chinese system. So some herbalists 
will find a, uh, maybe a male who is out of balance with his sexual habits. And he's lost, he's gotten addicted to the act on a physical, physiological level for how it feels like, but he's lost the connection to the heart, meaning it's meant for love. And he's lost the connection to his true, pure inner feelings that, you know, that we have when we're virgins and we're young. And so this is a, a purifying herb in a way because it connects your jing energy to your heart so that your jing isn't all about your ego. It's really, you know, it rises up and it comes to the heart. So the heart is the seat of the shin. It's the beginning of the, the, it's the fourth chakra. It's the, the first of the upper four. And the lower three are of just the base human body. And the upper four are the divinity chakras. So it connects your power with your with your spirit, so that you're really using it on that level, which is a, a beautiful thing. You know, it's one of those herbs you just have to experiment with, because you know you don't. It's not like like reishi for me when I first started taking. Once I started taking three to four capsules of good quality reishi, like raw tea garden dongwood reishi, and I I put, opened it up in a little tea and I drank it. It was such a profound, immediate spiritual calming and spiritual uplifting experience and sort of like I realized that moment that time was an illusion because everything slowed down and stood still and I was just completely in the moment in state of peace and that was a beautiful thing and I could not believe that someone had not told me that something like this that this natural exists you know it took me 30 years to discover it if you're out of balance and you take a high dose because it's a formula the first herb is polygala and willpower and then the second herb is dragon bone. So the polygala goes up and the dragon bone goes down. It's descending. So we have herbs that are going up and down to move the energy up and down the spine to help balance the chakras, to help balance the whole being, to ground you, yet connect your power to your heart so that you know your spiritual truth. And, you know, we all have will. We all have the freedom to choose thought and create reality. We're all been gifted that. But we all have that divine innate ability. You know, it's, 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 and some people are better at it than others. You know, I was reading online, researchers, they tested children in preschool. They would give them a cookie, and they would tell them, if you can wait this period of time without eating the cookie, we'll give you a second cookie. And they tested the children, and the children that could wait the longest to get their second cookie, that had the willpower, those children... They took note of, and then they they tracked these people. Forty years later, they tested the same children. I mean, the same people, as adults, in their mid-40s. And they gave them adult-type willpower tests that they devised. And they found, they tested the whole group of people, actually, the ones that were that registered as strong will and the ones that didn't. And they found that it was a, a characteristic that is really inbred in the spirit, of the soul, and maybe even neurologically in the person, which is sort of genetic or it's inherent in who you really are. Because same people that had willpower as preschoolers had willpower as adults. And it's sort of, I think, it's a trait that comes from our spirit, from who we were before we came into our body. But we all have the ability to act upon it, to listen to it, to utilize it. But I think oftentimes in the modern world, because there's so much distraction, and we get, we put so much of our thought and our deeds, our intentions, on all of the aspects of modern tribal custom, you know, who we're playing with, what grades we're getting, 
um, what clothes we have, what toys we have, what's hip, what movies, what music are you listening to, and, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, whatever, all the way through adulthood, that we don't have enough time to sit in the moment, to sit perhaps in quietness of nature and to contemplate self and to know who's lost and what you want. And I think when you do that, you get a greater understanding of who you are, and then that allows you to listen to your inner being, to use an Abraham phrase, to have a, a clear voice, a connection to your inner voice, to have very well sensitive, cultivated instinct and um, intuition so that you know, you can listen inside and get the answers and say, you know, I'm going to exercise my will in this way or that way. Or when you know there's something you want to do, but everyone says you're crazy. Like when everyone said, truth, you're crazy. You're, you're so skinny, you're losing more and more weight because I'm on, you know, one year in the first phase body ecology diet like 10 years ago. And as a already slim person, when you're starving off yeast, you just get slimmer. And people are telling you, you should stop. This is crazy. But I was listening to myself, and I was on my own journey. And I tried a lot of things, and I knew what was going on with my body, you know, what, considering what I've been through. And I knew that this is just a matter of will, and that I have to stick with this, and I have to do this right, because it's working. And I know there's a symptom that's happening temporarily, but I'm going to get where I want to get eventually. And... So, you know, it takes willpower. It takes understanding of self. And all of the Shen tonic in Taoist tonic herbalism, they help cultivate the Shen. Reishi is amazing to take with polygol to cultivate Shen. Dragon bone is great, which is in the willpower formula to ground you and keep you, keep you, keep you down to earth so that you can really listen and not get too hyped up going out of the moment too fast in the doing state, stress response beta cycles, 14 to 40 cycles per second, too fast, can't really remain connected. Now, it's, it's, it's really neat what these Shenton curves can do, like, like Reishi. I think they could test brainwave state, how it slows down the brainwave state. It gets people, it gets people in, in a place where they're sort of between the conscious and subconscious mind, where they're, they're really experiencing life from the inside, not from the outside. And it feels that that feeling reminds you of when you're a little child because everybody's in that place at that age. And it, it, when you're in that place, the way you manifest, it, it's like there's a will that's greater than your what you think is your own will. When we're in beta, when we're using the conscious mind most of the time as adults, and we think it's our physical apparatus, it's just, you know, I have to work to get things done. I've got to pound the pavement. I've got to, I've got to use my physical willpower, which is hard on your chain. And it's also limiting the universal power to help things come to you, limiting your ability to access that consciousness. So when you're in the subconscious, when you're more in the middle, closer to the subconscious, when you're more alpha, 8 to 13 cycles a second, you're more in the home, in your and you you're in a very much in an allowing state, you're not using physical change, but you're still also here, and you do have desire, and you are unique being of consciousness moving through your reality. So you may give birth to a desire. I want to experience this, but you don't have to use all this physical ego limited hard working, you know, action journey willpower to accomplish it. When you're in that place, you can feel the essence of the idea. 
before it even becomes a thought, really. You can feel it in your heart. And you just, you, you acknowledge it as you feel it, and you feel already in your being state that you are already one with the essence of that desire. And that feels good. So there's no need to push and try harder to make it happen. In fact, you're so happy and oblivious and naive and peaceful being in the Tao that you don't want to know how to make it happen. So you just let it go. But the funny thing is, when you let it go like that, it just drifts right through the subconscious. The subconscious mind did not forget your dream for that moment that you have. And it's actually 70% of your brain. It's a way more powerful part of your brain than the, the rational mind, the 30% that you normally use in modern world adults. So that subconscious didn't forget your dream, and it's going to work with it. And it's going to send it out to the back door of your brain to the seven layers of bands around your aura. It's going to send it out in the universe. And the observer, the quantum field, is going to create that reality for you. And the reason, and the way you'll know is that later on in the day or later on some point in your life, when you least expect it, that miraculous thing is going to pop up in your life, and you're going to feel it again in your heart. Oh, my God, I think I created that. But did I really do it, or did my subconscious, or did the universe, or did God? You know, so this is power versus force, because there's, that's where remarkable things happen with absolutely no effort. Okay, that's what they call, quote-unquote, the zone. You know, to, to quote Lee Gertis in his book, Infinite You, he talks about an athlete like Michael Jordan. When he doesn't have the ball, he's so calm and he's so relaxed. He's just getting prepared to allow himself to drop into that zone. And then all of a sudden when he gets the ball, he just springs into action. Then he uses his chain. But it's connected with a shin, so it flows effortlessly. And then he opens up, and you see pictures of him on camera, and his mouth's open while he's springing back towards the, the basket. His mouth's open, and his tongue is dangling back and forth. Not exactly the kind of guy who's trying to look good on camera. He doesn't know. He doesn't care. He's totally in the zone. Massive burst of alpha comes out of the brain. Boom, his body does extraordinary things with no effort. And to him, it actually feels good. Many athletes talk about this. When they had a burst of speed and they, they broke a world record, they had this burst of alpha come out of them, and all of a sudden there was no effort. They didn't feel any pain or stress or anguish doing their activity. They just felt this, like, beyond time, this tremendous energy flow came through them because they were in the zone. So to me, this is what Allah, this is what the fourth treasure, strengthening the will, this is what the Shentonics are all about. But from the Taoist perspective, I just want to reiterate that ultimately the fourth treasure is the reward. It is the treasure for mastering the three treasures. If you really get good at mastering the third treasure, you are building willpower. You are building the fourth treasure. And then you can use polygolic as that sacred segue or to help it all kind of come together through the psychic channel, through the heart. Okay, awesome. Truth. And can I ask you about the some of the chemical compounds of polygala I know when you talk about ginseng, for example, we talk about the different ginsenicides. You know, the Taoists 4,000 years ago, they didn't have, they had extraordinary abilities, but they didn't have microscopes. And they hadn't yet given names to molecules and chemicals in the, in the macro world, in the micro world. Um, so polygala is, like I said, it's a mysterious, rare herb that only as you dig deeper into all of the tonic herbs, you'll just start discovering this herb and you'll get curious and you start reading about it. So it has not been intensely researched. You have to understand that 
saponin count, constituent profile, all of these things have, are very new and very recently identified. And it's only because the tonic herbs are so, have such a huge history and because they've been used going back for so long as Fujian therapy. And as ancient Chinese healthcare merges into modern healthcare, some of those practitioners are still using reishi mushroom and astragalus root and ginseng to tonify the overall life force health of a patient who's in the hospital with some form of disease. It's only because of that reason that modern researchers are starting to say, well, why are they using that herb? And they study it, and they, seem to, they, they realize it does seem to have some effect. So then they say, okay, well, I need to know why scientifically. So they start to dissect those herbs. So those herbs that got the attention of scientific studies are really only a top handful of the supertonic herbs. You know, there's like 20 supertonic, but there's like seven, seven to ten super supertonic. So only a handful of those, to be honest, have been intensely researched. As you go deeper and deeper into the list of Taoist tonic herbs, even though there are 50, 52, you'll start to find less and less scientific research because it, it hasn't been studied yet. It's just, it's just, you know, the big ones got the attention first, and they've been studied the most intensively, so we know most about them on a scientific level. So there is no research, to my knowledge, on the constituent profile of polygala. As a holistic health student myself, um, I am curious to, to finding ways to say why does polygala do what it does, and how can we verify and measure this? And, you know, growing into this development, the knowledge of Shen, going myself personally into you know, studying the brain and studying neurofeedback, biofeedback, the different lobes and the different cycles and what goes on in the brain, it makes me very curious to, to want to do an EEG graph on a brain before and after uh, a high dose of polygala or a polygala program, several months of consumption of a certain amount of polygala on a group of people's brains. be really curious to see the brain state. Now, also, not just the brain states, but it, they, there are neuroreceptors in the heart. You know, they, they did a study where they took two very close people, and, uh, husband and wife that had been together for a long uh, time, and they took the, the woman and put her, like, in a moon metal cage on one side of the planet, and they took the husband on the other side of the planet, and they hooked the woman up to all kinds of measuring device and electrodes to measure everything in her body. And then they asked the man on the other side of the planet to think the most loving beautiful, healing thoughts to send them and concentrate and meditate on his wife. And they measured the woman, and they saw all of the diagnostics just go all over the chart because of all the energy coming into her they could measure. And they measured where it came first. One scientist was really curious about that. And the first place it hit when they measured, as soon as the man started the thought, and then it took so many seconds or milliseconds to, 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 uh, to, to make change in the woman, the first place it went to was the heart. And they say there's actually neuroreceptors in the heart. Like the heart is part, is like its own kind of a brain. So in a way, we have three brains. We have the, the brain in our cranium, and we have the abdominal brain, the colon with its neurotransmitter production. And then we have the heart, which has got like the fastest pickup, according to research. And polygola works on heart, I think. And if there was a way to measure the heart, but I'd love to measure um, brainwave states. You know, especially with the equipment that Lee Gurdish uses in the brain state training, he measures everything from zero to 100 hertz with every single bandwidth of, of, of electricity in the brain possible. And it would be really neat to see how that, that affects the brain.
In the video shoot that we did back in June, we talked about locking in Jing. Does Polygala have any of the benefits of being able to lock in some of the energy that we bring in through the other herbs that we're taking, like Hoshiwu, Astragalus, and so forth? No, I wouldn't call it a locking herb, or, or I wouldn't say it's astringent in its, in its nature. But um, the neat thing about building Jing is that when you really understand the deep, long-term power of building Jing, you decide, I'm not going to link it. I'm going to live a calm, balanced, neutral uh, life, and I'm, but I'm still going to build Jing, even though it may seem that person doesn't need to build Jing. They're just living a very, you know, balanced, calm, simple lifestyle. They don't have any immediate deep need for it comes with Jing. But if they just build Jing anyway, you see, and the younger they are, the better and stronger to build faster. But in any case, if they build deep reserves of Jing, it sinks into the being so fundamentally. But it sinks into your, your whole aspect of yourself. It sinks into your psyche. And over time, that person has this deep sense of self, this deep regard for self, this deep well-being, this deep satisfaction in just being who they are. Because the jing is so strong. It psychologically makes them content and gives them courage. It makes them feel safe. And yes, their immune system is strong. And yes, genetically they're strong. And yes, if they have offspring, their seed is very strong and they will reproduce longer, and they will live longer. And if they decide to engage in pursuits that require physical strength and stamina and endurance, they will have more reserves to go longer with which from that jing. But the jing is something so beautiful that it builds up. It's the superior ultimate treasure. It's the foundation. And it sinks up to your chi, and it sinks up to your shin. Now, if you add polygala, it's a connection. It's a gateway. It's a pathway to allow the jing to express itself right through the heart. So it really speeds up the connection of your jing to your shin. And um, a lot of people that have been through trauma, abuse, have been, you know, have abused their bodies, especially, you know, it really damages the soul when you abuse your body in any form sexually other than what you know is the highest good for that act. And that's something I believe in as a sensitive person. And when I look back on my conduct in my life, and I know what feels good and I know what doesn't, a lot of people are in, out of balance and lost connection to that because the way, you know, sex sells in our society promotes sex and advertising like crazy and it makes it seem hip. And for people that are just dopaminergic driven, they just, they're looking for a chemical high to feel good now. Well, you know, drugs, sugar, movies, video games, crazy sports, whatever gives you the high. Sex. For just sex reasons, you know, Woody Allen says sex without love is a meaningless experience, but out of meaningless experiences, it's one of the better. Because it's a dopaminergic activity that really pumps dopamine out of your brain, and it creates a lot of free radicals afterwards, and it uses up a lot of vital energy and nutrition. But it's meant to be a spiritual act, so it actually, you know, if you don't feel good afterwards, and you know you didn't do it for the right reason. It's because your soul is talking to you, and it's telling you that you're damaging the soul. This is bad for your spirit. You have to heal your soul now. You have to purify that. You have to make good what you just did somehow. And so, you know, kids that are virgins and still in touch with their spirit, the psychic channel is still open. The kidneys and the sexual organs are connected to the heart. They're pure and they're innocent. They understand that. And the body's sacred, and the body is beautiful, and it's meant for for, for love on a spiritual level and for, for, for creating new life, you know. And I think in our society, this gets abused, and, you know, it gets used like a drug, and it becomes addictive, 
and it creates its own damage, and, it, and it's hard on the soul, hard on the body. This is a great herb, polygolic, because it doesn't lock in, it connects. It connects the jang and the kidney to the heart, to the shen. You know, let's say you're taking on a new, a new career, and it's something you care and you love deeply and passionately. And, you know, you're going to summon your jing for the thing you love and care about. And you're going to work at this job with your heart and soul because you care about it so much. It's not just the money. And the odds are you're going to succeed more. And when people see you working and trying to sell or do what you do from your heart, they're, they're blown away. They're impressed. They feel it. And, the, and they, they honor that in you. And they're going to they're going to respond much better to you. They're going to buy your product, you know. So I think everything we do is the heart. You know, having Jing and having Shen in that connected way is 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 the powerful. The Taoist philosophy, you know, linked to the herbs that they use for those energies or those treasures is a simple but wonderful and powerful system that we have much that we can learn from and utilize. That was fantastic, as always, giving us a great breakdown of this little-known herb, Polygala, and I know you also did that with the salvia root, the cardiotonic. I know in the future you'll be giving us a lot of inside information to some of the little-known herbs. The Chinese herbal system is such a vast cornucopia of amazing medicinal and tonic herbs that it, it seems like it's a never-ending ocean that you can kind of swim in, and we're really fortunate to have someone like you who are not only studying the herbs but also taking them and ex- experimenting with these herbs so that you can pass along that experience and information to us, the listeners. So we want to thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. I'm just grateful to be able to take them every day at this point, you know, with, you know, being so grateful to be alive and the things I want to do and that, that purity of connection I want to have to my life experience that I remember as a, as a young, healthy person. To maintain that for as long as you want, to, to build your three treasures and, main, and keep them strong your whole life, it's so rewarding. It just it's really a simple system. You don't have to know everything about all these herbs. You just have to know a bit about the few really good ones and learn a, a simple version of the philosophy of the three treasures. And then you'll feel it as you experience it. And then, you you know, you'll just want to live your life in a greater way because these herbs are, are building your life. They're part of your life. Um, so you just want to take them. You know, you know, it's not that complicated. And uh, I look forward to seeing you at the Longevity Conference. Yeah, that's right. It's it's upcoming. Let's let's give a little yeah. teaser to uh, our listeners here because you're going to be speaking at the upcoming Longevity Now conference. What inside information can you share with people as to what to expect at your presentation? Well, the focus is on cellular health. That's a great topic for me. So my Saturday presentation, I'm I'm really going to go through the basics, but in a deep way, all aspects, all conditions that we have some influence or control over, which are provided to the cell for its function and its life and its longevity and its maximum potential. Because we're all and every one of us just, you know, all these cells collectively. Now, in the master's workshop, um, I have an interesting program I'm going to do on the willpower, on the fourth treasure. I'm going to get to talk more in depth about some of these things and some of the things that we can do to master, especially the Jing and the Shen, which are so fundamental in building the will, the fourth treasure. And to go even deeper, there's, um, we're going to be selling the DVD that I've just completed with Longevity. It had some great, some of my, you know, the, the last 10 years, some of my best personal tips and for, for maximizing building Jing and Shen in your lifestyle to, to accomplish the fourth treasure in, in the best way. 
and we created some great recipes in the studio, great recipe drinks featuring the Polygala Low Power. I'm going to also treat everyone at the end of the Master's Workshop with one of my most favorite probiotic, the, the vanilla Picasso probiotic ice cream, which is a large amount of beneficial bacteria in a very delicious superfood ice cream with BED, no sugar, and that's going to kind of nice way to end off the party. But it's going to be going to be a great event. We're going to have a big tonic bar, and we're going to be swinging a lot of amazing tonics nonstop for a lot of people getting to experience all this. We could make some great polygala drinks. We can just bust open some bottles, and we've got the <laughs> there lined up. And I'm sure we're going to have an incredible lineup of speakers, and they do a wonderful job. And we have this amazing um, venue in Costa Mesa, this hotel, and we have. I mean, I never thought it was going to happen, but we have actually Ron Teagarden speaking as our keynote speaker, which is amazing. Um, Rebecca asked me like a year ago, out of the blue one day, truth, do you think Ron would ever speak at the conference? And I thought, hmm, well, that's a good question. I don't know. Because I know Ron doesn't, I don't think he really likes to speak that much. You know, he's picked up a lot of characteristics from his Dallas teacher, and he's developed such a deep level of respect that he deserves that it's not something you go around and try to advertise like a talk show host, you know, every <laughs> time. It's just not. He keeps to himself, and it's a special thing. And those that are guided come to the store or learn through the catalog or through a friend, and they start, they get ingratiated to this wonderful horrible philosophy. And I've seen him speak, though, once out of the four years, I, four or five years I worked for him, and that was at Emperor's College at a, at, in front of a bunch of acupuncturists. And he's a little slow to get going and warm up. But once he gets going and once people ask him questions and once he he starts coughing up the, the knowledge, you, you pull it out of him, basically. It's amazing to hear the experiences he's had with these herbs going back so far with a real Taoist master. And basically, he's saying his master's words, and you can feel the energy from that. And, you, and it makes you listen to every single word he's saying. And it makes you realize how privileged you are to have access to this knowledge. And then your whole, your, the way you see these herbs will change. So to me, I, I thought, you know, I've got to try. I've got to see if there's a way we can, it, 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 would, it would happen. Because I know the sophisticated level of our audience, the people that go to longevity. I mean, we have a crossover. We have a lot of different people. We have new people. But, but I know in general that it, it's a pretty amazing thing that we've, we've even brought. We've cooked unique three treasure tonic herbs that have been hiding in their own world for so long. We brought it over into the raw food community, you know, David Wolf. And uh, that's, that's a pretty amazing thing. And it all sort of started when, you know, I was such a reishi guru and I, I sold David a bottle of reishi. <laughs> and I convinced him to take what was not a sun food and not a raw food. I convinced him to do it. And, uh, he had an experience, obviously. I didn't see him for a few years after that, but he must have had an experience because medicinal mushrooms broke out on the scene among the whole raw food community due to David Wolf. All right, you know, I went down and I and I um and I talked to Ron's wife and she was real nice and I just told her honestly, you know, what these events are like and I said what the people are like and what they've seen so far and and what I'm doing with the herbs and what I've shared and, and the tonic bar and I said how amazing it would be if we could get Ron up there. We could hear it from the horse's mouth, more about more deep reverence and respect and knowledge about these very special herbs that we can use to add to our lives. And it all it all just seemed to work out. So this is definitely a rare occasion. I don't even know if it will happen again, but um, it, you don't want to miss it. Uh, Ron Teagarden is going to be 
at the Longevity Conference, and I know that he's got an amazing art department and people that work for him to say, I, I know when we've done, we've done some of the largest expo events in the past, like National Foods Expo in Anaheim, that we've had great merchandise, we've had great booths, had great herbalists and people with a lot of knowledge to, to, to talk free and consult for free with, with, with customers and with attendees and to give them a lot of free literature and information to, and to give them a lot of samples, very generous. And so I know they'll have, they'll have a, they'll be an amazing addition to the event. It'll be a great experience. So I'm looking forward to it very much. Yeah, Chief, you seem to be like the synthesizer for getting David Wolf. David's t- told that story many times about how he came into Air One and you, you know, you gave him like an hour long download into, uh, why he should be taking Rishi and he took it and he was blown away and that started him on the tonic herbs. So that proliferated from there and also you working for Ron Teagard now has, turned into Ron speaking at our event, so you're you're kind of behind the scenes working your magic. There's there's a reason for that. And you know, I I had a point in my own personal health challenges in my life that my soul just urged me I stopped everything that we would normally do in our modern life. And I put all every ounce of my time and energy for for a long time on every aspect of health that that came to me that I could find, that I could uncover. And one, each one that would come to me that, that seemed to have deep special merit, like raw foodism, body culture diet philosophy, or diatonic herbalism, or qigong, or, you know, the five Tibetan rice, Tibetan yoga, or whatever thing I got into, each one I went down a deep, deep path where I became very, very ingratiated in that art form and a practitioner of the, of the way, as they call it in Taoism. And then when you meet someone else, you feel you feel like very different once you master one art form. You feel you look at the world differently. You look at other people differently because you know they know nothing about that and they take it for granted. The other things in life, and all of a sudden when you bump into someone else who's been 100% raw for, for for years at a time and experience what that feels like, you're all of a sudden that person's like a brother. You know, you have a connection because you have something very special and unique and common. So I I developed that kind of connection to multiple tools or paths, let's say, in sequence throughout my time, um, which is unusual because most of the people I've tried to learn from or study from, they would get very, very good in one field and they would stay in that field only. And they would not experiment with other things outside that field. And so that's why, you know, that was that's what I think was unique about me. And that's why I I developed some respect by people in the Chinese world, and I developed respect from some people in the herbal world because they'd known I'd experienced it, I'd really done it. And I developed respect for people in other systems. And some of them didn't like the fact, like, that in the herbal system, they, they respected my commitment to tonic herbalism and my study, but they they didn't like the fact that I openly, that I was raw foodist because that was contradicted their teaching. You know, it rocked the boat a little bit in some ways, but the upside is that I got to um, I got to blend the tools together, which to me is more progressive. At a time when we all want to accelerate past contrast or resistance, and we want to have a more empowered, greater life experience, we can actually take the wisdom of these different tools, and we can definitely blend both aspects as long as we understand how it all works and comes together. And that's that's the multidimensional artist. You know, that's, so I, that's, that's, that's a side effect. I never saw that coming. It um, just sort of happened. 
thank you, Lucian. And that's kind of what we try to do with these Longevity Now conferences. We try to pull from all these different areas. So we've got you coming in. We've got Ron coming in. We've got Daniel Vitalis. We've got amazing people. We've got uh, Dr. Dave Wynarski coming to talk about his latest breakthroughs. I'm sure he's going to be talking about DNA. And uh, we've got special speaker Kevin Trudeau to talk about some of the things that he's been experiencing with the new new medical models and alternative health therapies. And in truth, just before we wrap it up, also just want to mention that we're going to be doing a, a webcast for this event, and the webcast details you can find on the bottom of this page. You can click on the webcast. If you can't come in person, uh, it'll be a shame, but if you can't, then you can check us out live on the webcast. Also, there'll be several months of replays after the webcast is over, so you don't have to be glued to your chair the whole weekend. You can catch whatever you can that weekend, and then there'll be a replay. We take it down for a couple of days, and then we, we reload it, and then you'll have it for uh, you'll have it for several months that you can you can check it out and watch it whenever you want, kind of on demand. So that's really great. And we're, we're really excited to have you, Truth, and we're really to hear what you have to say. I'm excited to taste some of the drinks and, and do the whole thing, you know, like we usually do. It's going to be great. Can't wait for it. Okay. Me too. All right. Thank you, Lucian. This program was brought to you by thebestdayever.com. Thanks for listening.